0: Welcome to the Comic Sauce Podcast, where we talk comics and comics culture, presented by Cape and Cowell Comics. I am Henry Liu, and today I am joined by Porfirio Rangel. Porfirio, how's it going? Pretty good, Henry. How are you? Pretty good. We are very, very close to Infinity War now, yeah? Yeah. (laughs) We're just about a week away. How are you feeling uh, about that?
1: It's like, oh my gosh, it's like so hard to maintain
0: my emotions. It's like (laughs) so close. Yeah, yeah, it's getting super exciting now. Uh Um, uh, But first, a little shout out. Today is Wednesday, April 8th, 2018. And today saw the release of Action Comics 1000. And this is a huge kind of momentous occasion this is a a celebration of superman um so the you know issue a thousand is a big deal but it, it also coincides with the 80th anniversary of superman the first appearance of superman occurred 80 years ago and um you know i think uh Today we wanted to focus on what we've been doing for a while, this countdown to Infinity War. But just because today is the day, April 18th, I think it's good to just sort of recognize Superman. Superman is the first ever superhero, mm-hmm. and without Superman, arguably, we wouldn't have any of this stuff. No. So you know, gotta gotta recognize that. Yeah, even if you're like a DC hater
1: like like me, um, <laughs> you do gotta <laughs> definitely recognize like the roots.
0: Yeah, you know, look at us, the Marvel super fans here, even we must recognize the greatness <laughs> that is Superman. Yeah. Okay, and I think for a future episode, uh, we we might need to dive a little deeper into 80 years of Superman, yeah. <laughs> but for today, we will focus on the task at hand, and that is to continue counting down to Avengers Infinity War. And like I said earlier, we are very, very close, tantalizingly close to this movie's release. And um, we got some work to do because we have quite a few more movies to review and rate. And, you know, like we've been setting out to do, we want to rewatch every single MCU movie leading up to Infinity War. Uh-huh. Right. Uh, So today we have the following five movies, Avengers Age of Ultron, Ant-Man, Captain America Civil War, Doctor Strange, and Guardians of the Galaxy 2, Volume 2, right? Uh, So let's just dive right in. Avengers Age of Ultron, what are your thoughts on this movie, Porfirio? Okay, surprisingly, I
1: pretty much liked it. A lot of people say they were let down, but I feel like there was Mm -hmm. just so much high expectations, you know, because Avengers 1 was just a big global phenomenon. It was so, so successful. So people, I feel like, had high expectations for the sequel. And for me, I enjoyed it. Like when I I was really excited, like as much as I'm excited for Infinity War, I was just as excited for Age of Ultron. And mm-hmm. you know that beginning opening shot when, like all the Avengers they like jump out and then slow motion it yes. just shows all of them. Yep. Like I remember everyone in the theater, including me, just like screaming like yes! <laughs> like yeah. It was a total awesome moment just to see them all again reunited. Right, right, right. Um, but they, I mean, it, it was like I said, it was cool, and you could definitely tell in this sequel that the difference between, like, Avengers 1 and Avengers 2, because by this time, Disney already bought the rights to Marvel. Yep. And there's, that like, kind of, like, a
0: more darker tone, I guess. Uh, yeah, a little bit. Uh-huh. Yeah, that whole thing about, like, Scarlet Witch sort of manipulating the Avengers and having them see these sort of dark visions, uh-huh. uh, that was kind of in line with what you're talking about, I think, right?
1: Yeah, uh, that and just like lighting and everything. Like Mm -hmm, the first one, it was all kind of bright and it was just more fun, I guess. And then this one, it's still fun, but it's just more like there's a little bit more of a serious tone to
0: it. Yeah, I guess you could say that. I didn't really think about that, but I think that's true. Mm -hmm. And that's maybe why I didn't like it so much. You know, you mentioned it was a little more serious and less fun. Yeah, I think it is kind of less fun than the first (laughs) Avengers movie. You know, first off, there is the fact that it's kind of not as fresh, right? When that first Avengers came out, I was like, wow, you know, it was this landmark moment where you got all these leading superheroes together in a team-up movie, and it was totally unprecedented, right? Yeah. Uh, So they did that again here, um, but I think the feeling was like, oh, we kind of saw that already, so... It wasn't as fresh, and yeah, not not as fun as the first Avengers movie, I think.
1: No, yeah, that's exactly, it. like, I was talking to, with a friend at Comic-Con, my friend Christian, he was just saying the, the same thing, like, Avengers 2 is just basically the same storyline as Avengers 1. Like, they're, like, a group of misfits, they fight with the Hulk, and then they kind of get their shit straight, and then they fight a group of army, get work together, and take out the leader.
0: yeah. That's pretty much it. Yeah, it, it really was kind of a rehash of part one, and you know we don't we don't want to spend too much time on any single movie uh, because we have a number to get through today. But from what I've heard, Joss Whedon, who directed both Avengers one and Avengers two, I heard that he had some sort of like creative issues with Marvel Studios on this one. Oh, really? So I wonder if he tried to do something a little different. You know, you mentioned those like kind of darker moments of the movie. Uh Yeah, maybe he was trying for a little something different but was sort of stifled by the studio. Maybe Kevin Feige was sort of like, well, why don't you just stick with like what you did in the first one? (laughs) Everyone loves it, man. Like just keep keep doing that. Um, I think – that is kind of a common feeling that a lot of people have that whedon was maybe creatively stifled a bit and the result was a little bit lackluster yeah so i think that uh, that might be there what were your thoughts on like the villain ultron yeah man that was kind of a disappointment to me because ultron in the comics is so cool you know he's a he's a totally formidable opponent Like, he literally takes on all of the Avengers Mm single-handedly. And he can hold his own, you know. Mm -hmm. And he has this great look to him, you know. Um, The movie version, um, I don't know. The look never quite worked for me. Like, in the comics, he has this really cool, like, jagged mouth. Yeah. And that didn't really translate well for me in the movie. Like, it just didn't quite work. I can't really put my finger on it exactly, but I thought he just wasn't nearly as cool as he is in the comics. Mm -hmm. You know? And, you know, another problem I had and it is related to Ultron is this whole, like, convoluted Jarvis slash Ultron consciousness thing. Oh, yeah. Like, Mm -hmm. I, I I can't really make heads or tails, of, like what all that is about. It was this weird plot line that um, it's like it led to the birth of Vision and I guess the birth of Ultron as as well, right? Yeah. And it, it originated from Stark and Banner working together, uh-huh. and Jarvis was involved. And like it's it just it's super confusing. Like it, that that it took me away from like the movie trying to figure all that mm-hmm. out. You know what I mean? So that that was kind of a like a, 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 a low a low light there. <laughs> yeah, a let down. So as was that whole part where they were on Hawkeye's farm. Oh. like what was that? Like it yeah, man. I remember when I first saw that I was like kind of a like scratching my head like well, what's up? what is this about? And then I did not see the movie in its entirety, again, till just recently.
1: Oh, really? So
0: uh-huh. I was curious, like, what's that that farm scene all about? And then I, I'm still kind of baffled. <laughs> like, I, I don't get it. Like, why is this in the movie, you know? Uh-huh. So that was super boring to me. And just overall, the, the movie was... Uh, it wasn't terrible, but it just was kind of blah. You know, I wasn't a big fan of it. Uh-huh. and. Oh, yeah, I, I wanted to point this out. So, so far, rewatching all these MCU movies, my feeling has been f- similar to my feeling when I first saw the movies. Mm-hmm. And I haven't actually changed my rating at all until now. <laughs> so, um, uh, we'll get into the ratings later, but this is the first time uh, so far that I have changed my ratings my rating after since after uh-huh. you know, the second time or uh, at least th- this uh, subsequent time. And it isn't for the better <laughs> put <it laughs> that way. So I uh, will say that. Okay. Shall we move on? Yeah, let's go. Okay. Ant-Man. What are your thoughts on Ant-Man?
1: I've, okay. Th- I am very, very biased when it comes to Ant-Man. I loved it. Like okay. I had been waiting years for an Ant-Man movie. So like everything I love from like the marketing promotion to the First trailer, like with the little posters and everything, like yeah, I love Ant Man, and I remember telling like all my non-comic book fans, like, oh my gosh, I can't wait to watch this movie. And they're like, oh, Ant Man, what, what's Ant Man? I'm like, right. he's a guy that shrinks into like he into a small ant, but has super great strength and everything. Yeah. Everybody like laughed at me. Right, and he has the
0: proportional strength of an ant. Uh huh. And I loved Ant-Man. <laughs> I, just, I was so excited to see oh, wow. about it. Watching. Now, did you read Ant-Man comics before the movie came out? Uh No. Um, I watched him in like
1: um, the Avengers TV show and the Avengers animated movie. Okay. When he became like Giant Man.
0: Okay, so that's how you got to know this character. Yeah. So even before the movie came out, you were well aware of... Of this character? Yeah. Okay. Uh But I never read his comics. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Uh, I never,
1: yeah, didn't read
0: Hank Pym or Scott Lang. Right, right. Yeah, that's a good distinction. This movie, the main character is Ant-Man, but the Scott Lang version of Ant-Man. Although, interestingly, Hank Pym, the original Ant-Man, is in the movie too. Uh, So it's a little confusing, Because if you, like, look up Ant-Man on Wikipedia or whatever, the Ant-Man, who is generally known, is the Hank Pym Ant-Man. But in this movie, the leading character is the Scott Lang Ant-Man, right? Mm -hmm. So um, this is interesting because this might be our biggest like, split decision because I'm not a fan of this movie. Oh, really? Yeah, and like Avengers 2, I hadn't seen it a second time until very recently. So I was kind of curious about, like, oh, like, what am I going to think about it? Uh The second time, and it was very much in line with, you know, my first viewing. I just didn't get a whole lot out of it, man. Like, um, I I was kind of bored, (laughs) <laughs> to, be, to be honest, yeah, to be honest, I was kind of bored. And um, I think maybe if the Guardians of the Galaxy movie hadn't come out before Ant-Man, my, my perspective might be a little bit different because the MCU movies up till the first Guardians of the Galaxy were you know, pretty serious movies. Yeah. Like they were not comedic. hmm But with that first Guardian, it's like, oh, wow, this is hilarious, you know, super entertaining and hilarious. And then when Ant-Man came out, like when I had heard about the Ant-Man movie in development, I was like, this could be interesting because it's like comedy superhero movie, you know. Um, But then after Guardians, it was like, oh, well, that was really funny. And I found like Ant-Man was just kind of it was funny, but it wasn't as funny as Guardians 1, I thought. So it's sort of like, yeah, it was okay. Uh And then, um, what can I say? You know, I didn't completely hate it across the board. There were a few highlights I I did want to point out. I thought Michael Pena was really good in this movie. Like, he is, is like, the best part of the movie, I think. He's super Uh funny. Like, that whole part where (laughs) he picks up Scott Lang from prison, Uh and he's like... He, he's just kind of like they, they're getting. Yeah, he's optimistic, and they're, they're, you know, they're they're catching up with each other, and and Scott is like, oh, what's up? You still with that girl? It's like, oh no, nah. she, she left me. It's like, How, how's your mom doing? It's like, oh, she passed away, and then he's like, they, but I got the van. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just funny, man. His, his delivery is like hilarious. So I, I did want to say that I thought Michael Douglas was really good too. Like I did like the fact that, you know it recognized the legacy of Ant-Man. Like, there's this cool scene where he tells, he being Michael Douglas, Hank Pym, he tells mm-hmm. Scott Lang, I need you to become the Ant-Man. He's mm-hmm. kind of like uh, passing the torch, yeah. you know? That was kind of cool, and I thought, you know, Michael Douglas was, was definitely uh, good in the role. Mm-hmm. That was about it. <laughs> Falcon was in it, that was cool, and, and a brief appearance. Um, but, yeah, other than that, you know, like... Okay, I mentioned with Thor The Dark World, you know, my least favorite MCU movie. Yeah. That felt like like any other movie. Like, it didn't feel like Marvel Studios, like, stamp of approval, you know? like uh-huh. I kind of felt like that here, too. It didn't feel like something special. Like, the thing I really love about these Marvel Studios movies is... They really elevate above your average Hollywood blockbuster, your average superhero movie. Um, here, though, yeah. No, yeah. It, it was kind of ho-hum, I thought. uh
1: uh-huh. No. Yeah. I'm like, you see, yeah, you're right. I'm like the exact opposite. Like I thought it was hilarious. I actually think it is funnier than Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm. Um, cause I mean, I mean like after the movie came out, there were so many memes created and stuff like, like you said with Luis, especially like him narrating a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah. And then there's like a whole bunch of memes above like, um, Beskin Robbins. Right. And the tribute for
0: Anthony, like avenging Anthony. Oh, right. Um, anthony that was like the first ant that scott lang rode on yeah that did like pass away at yeah. some point <laughs> in the movie right yeah okay uh, yeah and i remember just like <laughs> it was so
1: funny after the first time i watched it i was like oh the ants are so cool and stuff i remember just caring about it yeah because i remember also going home and like seeing like that freaking, like, ant trail at your house, like, because you leave all the food out, and I'm just like, I hate ants. <laughs> like, I don't know. It was really, it was really weird. And, <laughs> um... I loved Ant Man. It was like, at the time, it was like the movie I've seen the most in theaters. Like, I saw that movie like four times in the. Oh, month. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> cool. Um,
0: well, I'm definitely glad you enjoyed it. Uh-huh. No, but like, I, I
1: think it's, I don't know, maybe it's just a preference kind of thing or whatever, but it's like, I could see how Ant-Man is kind of like, just like a generic kind of character. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, I always, I think he was like a larger than life, like it's a superhero movie, but it does not take itself seriously. Cause it's like, you know, the plot, like we said, it's a guy shrinking to the size of an ant. And so it takes like a comedic jab at every chance it gets yeah. to just have fun. And you could tell it's not taking itself seriously. Yeah. Um, didn't like your fairy director or one of your fairy directors is going to direct it? Edgar Wright. Edgar Wright,
0: yeah. I was going to mention that. So uh, quick heads up. Today, April 18th, not only is the release of Action Comics 1000, today is Edgar Wright's birthday. Oh. <laughs> so happy birthday, Edgar Wright. And uh, if you know me, you know that I am an Edgar Wright super fan. And perhaps my fandom for Edgar Wright does influence my perspective on this movie because uh, he was originally slated to direct the movie. He had creative problems with Marvel Studios mm-hmm. and ultimately had to drop out of the project. And, you know, to me, I can't help but think of, like, what he could have done with this yeah. movie. Um, so a lot of my disappointment is is that, like, what it could have been. Mm-hmm. Right? So. That's fair. Right, right? Uh Um, Last little thing on on Ant-Man. Again, I'm glad you like it a lot. Um, And, you know, I I don't want to totally bash it. But I will say, you know, I like Paul Rudd a lot as an actor. And in this movie, he's good, I would say. But I think he's been better in other movies, you know, like uh, movies like Role Models and Wet Hot American (laughs) Summer And, like, this is 40. I think he's been better in in other movies. Uh, So, I'll just say that. And also, you mentioned how, you know, the movie's really funny and it doesn't take itself too seriously. Mm -hmm. That is somewhat true, I think. But at the same time, I feel like it did try to be sort of serious at points where, like, there's that whole relationship with him and his daughter. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. And, um, yeah, that that stuff was okay. But it, it just reflects the fact that it did kind of try to go serious at some points, And, yeah, that didn't work for me so great. And just comparatively, we'll talk about Thor Ragnarok next time. But Thor Ragnarok, you talk about a movie that doesn't take itself seriously at all. Like, just doesn't <laughs> give a fuck. Like, that's the movie. Like... Um, so again, like my, my bar for MCU movies is so high and there's all these comparisons. Like, I just think, you know, guardians is funnier. Ragnarok is funnier. And like, you know, a movie that truly didn't give a damn, like that Ant-Man isn't quite that movie, but Ragnarok is, you know, (laughs) so there's just all these points of reference that I just like kind of dragged it down a little bit for me. Uh So, uh,
1: yeah. yeah. One question before we move on. Um, Like, you know, at the end of the movie, it shows, like, the introduction of, like, Wasp. Yeah. Are you excited for that, Ant-Man and Wasp, based on the trailers we've seen? I
0: am. I am, yeah. So Ant-Man and the Wasp is the movie, the MCU movie that comes out after Infinity War. Uh And um, based on, like, what I'm saying about Ant-Man, you would think I wouldn't be looking forward to that movie so much. And I'm not, like, super, super excited, but the fact that, The Wasp does seem to play, like, a huge role in the movie. Uh That's got me pretty excited. And, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to checking that out. Okay. Definitely. Uh So
1: next one is Captain America Civil War, the third movie in the installment, a.k.a. Avengers (laughs) (laughs)
0: 2.5. Right. Yeah. Yeah, we've talked about this before, how (laughs) this is not so much Captain America 3. It's a lot more Avengers 2.5, right? (laughs) uh so wait let's go into expectations a bit because you talked about being super excited for avengers age of ultron much like we are excited about avengers infinity war i remember you told me you were really really looking forward to this movie right civil war
1: i was really looking forward to civil war yeah i like in college i skipped class
0: so i could go watch the nice. opening night right and wasn't yeah. it was it your birthday or something or no, no it wasn't uh, but it was you you made it an event yeah, basically I made <laughs> it. it an event okay yeah yeah i was super excited for this movie too i mean because i mean look it, it is the 3rd of the captain america trilogy and i love the first two captain america movies Particularly the second one, and I could not wait to see this movie. The Russo brothers directed Civil War, and they directed Win- Winter Soldier, right? So and they're going to direct Infinity War, right? Right, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Um, so I was super looking forward to it. And you know, there's a lot to love about this movie. There's no question. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe you can start. Like, what what are some of the highlights about this flick? The the biggest highlight is
1: the whole. Um, I mean, there's like basically two storylines in Civil War. There's the one about the um, superhero registration act. Yeah. yeah in mm-hmm. the the Sokovia Accords, that's what it's called in the movie. Yep. And then there's the whole, um, uh, what's his name, Zemo, like Zemo. Fight, uh, fighting Zemo, like catching yep. up with him and fighting him. Yep. And the biggest highlight for me was the Sokovia Accords, just because there's like, I think the reason why I like Civil War so much is not only just because of the action, but, like, the theme behind it, like, the political message behind it, which just Mm -hmm. seems so relevant to today's society about, like, holding authority to accountable for their actions and stuff like that. I remember at the time thinking, like, oh, Captain America, I totally agree with him. Like, you know, heroes should kind of do their own thing without being restrained. From any limitations or whatever, um, but then I don't know, kind of like reflecting it back to society. I'm like, oh, you know, in in the real world, I'm more of like a team Iron Man. Like people shouldn't be accountable to that kind of stuff and everything. Like, mm-hmm. and. I just, I don't know. That's why I, I liked it, because it kept people talking about that kind of stuff. Like, were you Team Iron Man? Were you Team Captain America? Like, there was, like, no right answer.
0: Yeah. Wait, so are you saying in the movie you're Team Cap, yeah. but in real life you're Team Stark? Yeah. <laughs> really interesting. Um, yeah, I, I do like that aspect of it. It really kind of confronts the audience. Like, which side are you on? And th- that was part of the promotion, too, yeah. right? It's like, which side... Are you rooting for? And I'm definitely Team Cap, like, all the way. Like, real (laughs) life, in the movie, (laughs) all that. Um, And I'm always surprised to hear people who are, like, Team Iron Man. And I'll, like, like, go to war with them. You know, (laughs) like, what the hell are you thinking? Like, you support, like, Tony Stark's way of thinking? You support Uh the Registration Act? And Uh um, what I've heard as a counter argument to, you know, my stuff is not so much the registration act but rather the fact that cap withheld information from tony Mm -hmm. about winter soldier killing his parents yeah right and that's just kind of a fucked up thing to do right to a friend yeah right but i mean i don't know doesn't he say it in the movie where it's like well he didn't lie to him he just kind of didn't tell him. Yeah, I just kind of <laughs> withheld some information. I don't know, and like, I mean, you know, Tony Stark. He's just he's he's kind of unstable, and like, I think Cap was kind of protecting him. You know, he was sort of like keeping that information secret because he knew he would totally flip out, and he did right. So, but I think you like, know. Cap was more protecting Bucky more than Stark. Well, that too. Uh-huh. You know, um, Tony Stark is. Steve Rogers' friend, but he's not his best friend, dude. You know, <laughs> Bucky true. and Steve go back, you know, Years, all the way to decades, World War II, <laughs> man. BFFs, exactly. So you know, that's that. But what else can we say? I think. Um, well, I mean, in Civil
1: War, it shows. Oh my gosh, I have to bring this up, like yeah, go ahead. the the first appearance of two major characters, Black Panther and Spider Man. Oh yeah, like, yeah. I remember when I first heard the news that Spider-Man was finally going to introduce in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I thought it was like an April Fool's prank or something, Mm -hmm. because I never in my lifetime thought that was going to happen. Right. Like, like right now, especially with, like, you know, Disney buying out X-Men. Yeah. I didn't think this stuff was ever going to happen, because the big corporations and businesses just being, like, um, putting their sales ahead of pleasing the fans. Yeah. But... So seeing Spider-Man for the first time fighting along the Avengers was just like ah, a big <laughs> kind of thing. Yeah. And Black Panther also like we've been mm-hmm. waiting years and years for Black Panther to show up on the big screen and for him to fight alongside the Avengers. Also, it's just like a big moment. Also, it's like it's just two big awesome yeah. moments. Yeah,
0: That's a good point, because right now, Black Panther and Spider-Man are huge parts of the MCU. And, you know, that may be a kind of a forgotten fact that they first appeared in the MCU in Captain America's Civil War, right? Yeah. And, um, yeah, that was pretty cool. Like, the introduction of Peter Parker was pretty hilarious. You know, kind of came out of nowhere. Like, Tony Stark went to this little apartment. Yeah. And, yeah, then, yeah it, was, it was really funny the way they introduced Spider-Man. And, um, yeah, you know, I think there's, there's, there's plenty of good stuff in this movie i think uh of course the airport battle has to be mentioned because oh my god that yeah. was pretty awesome right <laughs> uh-huh. i mean we've never really seen anything quite like that right all these iconic superheroes facing off and fighting and um it wasn't exactly like a duel to the death i mean they were pulling their punches a little bit but you know, for comic book fans to see the images from that fight, it's pretty special because it felt like you were looking at a comic book, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. You felt like you were looking at all these superheroes like battling, and like you could almost see the panels and stuff, mm-hmm. and that was pretty special. Yeah, yeah. Right.
1: That's that scene. It felt like. It was like you know you're you're amazed and at awe of all the visuals and like you said everybody using their powers. Yeah. But I feel like it was also for me it was like an emotional breakdown because it's just like it's like seeing your parents fight. You're just like, oh man, I don't want to see like, <laughs> um, I don't want to see like Scarlet Witch and Black Widow fight each other or Tony Stark and um, Hawkeye fight each other. It's like oh, man, that's not cool,
0: not cool, not cool. <laughs> right.
1: You don't know who to root for because you love everybody. And you're just like, fuck,
0: no, come yeah. on, no. Yeah, yeah. Well, I knew who to root for. I was totally team <laughs> cap, man, yeah. all the way. Um, but, yeah, I know what you're saying. Yeah, I, know, I totally know what you're saying. So, I mean, I've said this a lot before, but the biggest disappointment for me is the fact that it was – an Avengers movie. It was more an Avengers movie than a Captain America movie. Right. And I knew going in that this was the third and final Chris Evans, Captain America movie. Right. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to see a Captain America movie. And I I really didn't get that. You know, I I got an Avengers movie cap was the lead of the movie and everything. And that was great, but it didn't, I didn't get the closure I wanted (laughs) and like, um, Captain America, the first Avenger, loved that movie. Captain America, the Winter Soldier, totally, totally loved that movie. And I wanted to see, like, the completion of the trilogy. And uh, it just wasn't there. Like, it was a good movie, no question. It was a good movie. I enjoyed it a lot. Um, I did want to call out that opening action scene, too. That was a great action scene where Cap and uh, some of the Avengers... Um, take on Crossbones uh-huh. and that uh, scene, it still felt like I was in the world of of the Winter Soldier movie, you know uh-huh. um, after that it felt like kind of more of an Avengers movie, but that was kind of the last sort of Winter Soldier-esque part, you yeah. know um, but like I was saying, um, yeah, I just didn't get the closure man, like it, it didn't feel like I got to see, like, the third and final Cap movie. Like, I'm still waiting for that movie, you know? <laughs> um, I, I've talked a lot of shit about Iron Man 3, but I will say that Iron Man 3 kind of felt like it closed the chapter on the Iron Man trilogy a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, this movie, I, I felt it didn't have that closure. In fact, it kind of just opened up more cans of worms, right? Where, yeah. like, it ended with, like, Team Cap, uh, like, in prison, essentially, mm-hmm. right? Like, we, we do see um, Captain America emerge, and he's, like, presumably, like, breaking them out and stuff. But um, it was more, like, a cliffhanger than any sort of closure, right? Yeah. For me, another thing that's interesting is also how, like, you know, Infinity War is
1: supposed to play off the events that happened from civil war yeah because we really really had like a storyline like about what like what happens in between so i'm like excited to see how that like they're gonna try to explain that really fast infinity war like tony stark and cap like um putting down laying down um all that kind of battles that they went through yeah bearing the hatchet
0: yeah that's interesting you mentioned that because civil war came out a while ago you know 2016 mm-hmm. there's been several mcu movies since but we haven't heard a peep from captain america or his team yeah at all right you know dr strange guardians 2 homecoming ragnarok, ragnarok black panther like cap is like missing so like yeah infinity war is really the continuation from the end of civil war okay let's keep moving on next one next up dr strange what are your thoughts on this movie
1: um. Okay, Doctor Strange. I liked. I didn't love it, but I really. I give it more praise on the visuals than I will the storyline. Mm-hmm. Um, it's when you know. Um, what's his name? Sean Taylor from like Nerds of Color. Yes. Um I actually had him on my radio show once, and we talked about Doctor Strange. Okay. It was one of the yeah. topics, and we both agreed. Like we didn't really like how it was more. Doctor Strange is, like, that character who is very similar to Tony Stark. Yes. So it feels like another Iron Man movie, like, m- billionaire with who's very narcissistic, mm-hmm. gets into an accident, goes to, like, he gets some kind of power and then decides to become a superhero, whatever. Yep. But the thing is with, like, um, Doctor Strange is that he goes to India to learn all these, like, mystical arts and stuff. That's mm-hmm. something that's done from the comics in Asian culture but yeah this white dude comes and becomes a master in it and I don't know that's one thing I didn't like and then the yeah. whole whitewashing of the ancient one yeah oh um, yeah What's her name? Tilda Swinton? Uh, Tilda Swinton. Swinton. Yeah. She's an amazing actress. I'll give her that. Yeah, she's good. Um, But I just didn't like, again, like the whole whitewashing of the character. Like I would have been fine if the Asian, ancient one was like an Asian woman or whatever. But right.
0: Or an Asian man who yeah. he is in the comics.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But it's like another white character coming in to be the master in these mystic arts.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, I think uh, your take on Doctor Strange is very similar to mine. I liked it. I didn't love it. Mm -hmm. And it's quite problematic. Like, there's whitewashing. There's cultural appropriation. There's Mm -hmm. a white male savior. And, uh, you know, that all aside, though... um, I try not to to let, like, that whole whitewashing piece completely consume me. Yeah. And Uh it's definitely part of my experience. Like, the fact that the Ancient One is a whitewashed character, it it bothered me and definitely takes away from my, you know, enjoyment of the movie. Uh Um, But even that aside, I tried to, like, sort of, like, evaluate it, you know, straight up. And, you know, it's a lot like what you're saying. Like, we've seen this character before. He's very much like Tony Stark. And... It just kind of feels like a poor man's Iron Man in a way, Mm -hmm. right? And, you know, with Cumberbatch, kind of like what I said earlier with Paul Rudd, I feel like he's been better in other stuff. Uh You know, if anyone has seen the Sherlock TV show, (laughs) he is so fucking good in that movie. Like, if you want to see Benedict Cumberbatch really, like, knock it out of the park in terms of an acting performance, watch Sherlock. He's so great in that. He is, yeah. Yeah, I really liked him in Star Trek Into Darkness, too. I thought he was really good in that movie. As Doctor Strange, he was okay, you know. Again, kind of a poor man's Iron Man. And um, maybe it's because he is, like, so British, but I felt his American accent was, like, a little odd. Like... (laughs) I'm just so used to him being, like, iconically British. So (laughs) it was just kind of off-putting to hear him have an American accent. And, yeah, maybe the accent is just a little bit off. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I've heard that uh, from other folks, too. Um, I also agree that the effects are
1: really good. They were, yeah. That's the only thing that saved the film, in my opinion, was the effects. Like, um, the different dimensions, like the mirror dimension, like when – I feel like if Inception and Marvel had a kid, it would be Doctor Strange.
0: Yeah, it has (laughs) a lot of similar effects to Inception. Uh Yeah. And, man, there's that... uh, Well, I mean, there's a number of really amazing visual effects in this movie. Um, But really early on, we see um, the Ancient One and the Mads Mikkelsen character, uh, Cassilius. Yeah. Like, they face off and... That's when we first see this sort of Inception-esque yeah. visual effects. And it's super cool. We see, like, the cityscape just move, and it's like this beautiful, surreal nightmare. It's an acid trip. Totally, man. <laughs> yeah, and, um, yeah, I, I think maybe the first time I saw it, I was just maybe just sort of following the story more and maybe not paying as much of attention to the effects because when I re- rewatched it I really noticed it mm-hmm. and I think maybe this is like the best effects movie of any MCU yeah, movie yeah, I'll, to date i right? agree with you there Yeah. I mean it, it's saying a lot but I think that might be true just because um, there's that early scene that I mentioned um, there's that really cool scene where like Doctor Strange he's really pessimistic right yeah Um, and and the ancient one she really wants to like show him like the way and it is a super trippy (laughs) moment right where she just takes him on this crazy trip and there's just some really out there stuff you know and that was cool not only were the effects super cool but also it's really true to the Doctor Strange character and the Doctor Strange comics right Yeah. so you know the original Doctor Strange comics were were very like weird. <laughs> you know, they were they're filled with like psychedelic imagery and stuff. I mean, it was like a character born from the psych the psychedelic 60s 60s, right? And um, the comics really reflect, reflected that. And it was cool that they, they did that in the movie because I felt like, oh, if you're going to do a Dr. Strange movie, you have to have this, like, psychedelic oh, imagery. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they really did it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so yeah. Okay. I think we're completely, like, in agreement uh. with, with uh, Dr. Strange.
1: No, yeah. Another thing I like was, like, the dark dimension, how the visuals were just amazing. Like, um, when that scene where Dr. Strange comes to confront um, DeMarmu. Yeah. It was just really cool and trippy. I don't know if you were there. Um, because there was a guy at Silicon Valley the first year, um, he was a physicist who like um, advised Marvel about the quantum realm in Ant-Man and Ant Man and the Dark Dimension, Doctor Strange about like oh wow about how it should you know because no I mean these places are theory and I don't think was, humans would ever be able to um, explore these kind of places but he advice on how based on his experience how these places should look like visually and stuff Mm -hmm. and so it's just really cool and trippy oh that's
0: interesting yeah yeah man there is a lot of cool imagery in this movie so you know um some cons aside i think overall uh, the movie was was entertaining and had great visual effects Mm -hmm. no question about that all right moving on guardians of the galaxy Volume 2. What are your thoughts on this one? I liked it.
1: I I think it was like with Avengers, um, I had high expectations
0: and just didn't. I was like, oh, it's fun. But I like the first one better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I kind of see what you're saying. Because when I was rewatching this movie, re- really recently, this was just like a couple days ago, uh-huh. um, I started to get this feeling of like, oh, yeah, it's sort of just rehashing the first one mm-hmm. exactly what we've been talking about with Avengers Age of Ultron where it's just sort of rehashing the first Avengers but then something happened like I, I really liked this movie a lot and I wasn't expecting to like it um, yeah I'll, I'll talk about it right now so I was completely not expecting the whole Yondu storyline uh, mm-hmm. like Yondu was like he was like a villain, right? I mean, he was in the first Guardians. He was like chasing after the the Power Stone, uh-huh. and he was yeah, he was basically a villain in the mm-hmm. movie, right? And and even in a lot of the of the sequel, he was looked upon as like this guy who kind of like exploited Star Lord, right? Yeah. He used him uh, to be a thief. And he was like kind of mean to him and stuff, right? Uh-huh. I mean, what a crazy, like, unexpected turn that, like, Yandu turns out to be this totally sympathetic character, right? That was a pretty cool twist. I was completely not expecting that. And more than that, I was not expecting this r- super touching emotional ending to the movie, oh, yeah. right? When um, Yandu dies. And it's a super sad moment. And then, like, right after that, they have, like, the Ravager funeral mm-hmm. where all the fireworks are going off and everything. And, dude, it is, like, so touching, you know? It's like just like a like kind of a like, tearjerker moment, right? So just the fact that it was so unexpected and really, it got me, man. It really <laughs> got me tugged at my heartstrings. And um, I think more than any other mcu movie it really it really just had a lot of heart you know yeah, yeah. and I, I just got emotional i mm-hmm. got really emotional yeah the
1: same thing you say about yondu that's how i felt about um nebula you know in the first one uh, yeah. she's a major major villain Oh, totally and then in this one she's kind of a villain until she gets into that confrontation with gamora yeah and then she has that touching scene where she's all like All, all I ever wanted to do was just be your sister. Yeah. And um, because she's like, I finally beat you. And Gamora's like, you had to go halfway across the universe to just prove that. And Nebula's like, yeah, because that's what you always did. As when Thanos had us fighting and stuff like she was always like torn apart, like physically and replaced mechanically and stuff. Mm -hmm. And then you just kind of you kind of see Nebula just wants to have that um, connection with Gamora. Yeah. And then later on, she gets on, like, the same page of her and wants to go on and fight Thanos. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah it's, like, how you feel, like, with um, Yandu, I kind of felt that for, like, Nebula. Yeah,
0: I, I felt that a bit, too. You know, that's really touching also when, not only when Nebula says that, because she's, like, this cold, mean, like, ice queen for yeah. most of the movie, right? But when she says that, like, all all I wanted to be with your sister? And it was very touching. But then also, like at the very end, when like they actually hug each other, yeah. and it's just like this kind of awkward <laughs> hug. But you could tell there's like all these emotions happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was really great. Um, same thing with uh, Kraglin, the the Ravager. Like basically the oh, yeah. only one of Yandu's crew who stayed loyal to Yandu. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, again, like he was a pretty minor character in Volume One. And I wasn't expecting much out of him here, but he was a pretty key character and, again, brought a lot of emotion to the movie. Like, he is so excited when all the Ravagers come and celebrate uh, Yandu, and they have the funeral and all the fireworks and everything. And he gets emotional, right? Mm-hmm. He's like, yes, yes, right? And uh, it is it, it added to, like, the emotional clout of that scene. Yeah. Right. And just one more thing about Yandu, man. There's sort of a like a personal piece to, to this storyline too, because Yandu essentially is Star Lord's adoptive father. Yeah. Right? I am an adoptive father. And i uh i think that's a big reason why it really got to me Uh, you know he has that line where he says he's talking about ego like he may be your father but i'm your daddy Mm -hmm. right and that just speaks volumes so like my son simon um i adopted him in china a couple years ago and he was abandoned Mm -hmm. much like star lord was abandoned by ego right Mm -hmm. and um just because Ego is Star-Lord's biological father, that doesn't mean like he's his dad, right? Yeah. He doesn't have any emotional connection to him. And um, the emotional connection is there between Yandu and um, Star-Lord. Mm-hmm. So like you talk about like identifying with characters in movies and how that's really important to uh, connecting yeah. with movies, right? Th- that's a huge connection like I am Yandu. my son is Star-Lord <laughs> his like piece of shit uh biological dad is ego right and yeah. like uh it was super touching when Yandu dies and Star-Lord is just devastating yeah. you know it mm-hmm. is oh I I almost came to tears uh the first time I saw it and even yes the su- subsequent time I saw it like I knew it was coming and yet it just like got me and then like Again, just going back to, like, back to back, right into the Ravager funeral, and, like, everyone's showing up for Yandu and, like, there's this whole theme of, of family, right, mm-hmm. with this movie, and how family isn't necessarily, like, your blood. Yeah. You know, like, it, it, it's so much more, and uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy is a family, and yeah. they're, they're, they're they're from all kinds of crazy different backgrounds but at the end of the day uh, their family I think there's a line I think rocket says it right where he says like welcome to the freaking gardens <laughs> of the galaxy right yeah uh, so uh-huh. yeah w- good stuff
1: would you think of like um Kurt Russell as ego like you know because you've always said like about all these villains like in like dark world and Ultron you expect like Marvel villains to be like above and beyond would you think of like ego
0: was he, like, generic? Oh, yeah, that's or- a good question. He definitely wasn't generic. Like, it's a very unique villain. I mean, he's a planet. <laughs> so, like, yeah. it's, it's definitely out there. And, you know, Kurt Russell, he's got, like, this swagger to him. You could tell why he was cast in this role. And uh, not only does he have a swagger, but he's charismatic. You can, you can understand why Star-Lord would, like, be, like, pretty excited Uh about like reuniting with this guy like he's all powerful and like he's a cool guy right and um he's like the dad he never had um and yeah i think i think the villain works i mean I, i think at the end when they're battling like that was kind of like convoluted where i guess all the guardians are sort of battling ego as a planet Uh (laughs) (laughs) and that was kind of messy and crazy um but like when you get down to it it's not about like the effects and and the fighting it's really just about the heart of the movie and like the the connection this like family connection that these characters have Mm -hmm. and that's where i think the movie really worked great great
1: and cool what about the soundtrack do you like it were you digging it or
0: yeah yeah I think comparatively to Volume One, it wasn't quite as good. My yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, but you know, it was fun. Like, uh, I like that the um, uh, the credits. The credits were like crazy. It's all retro, and uh-huh. it felt like like a high school yearbook or something. Like, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like just like a cheap trick song playing, and that was a lot of fun. And, um, yeah, the the soundtrack was was good, but, yeah, not as good as as Volume 1. And a a lot of the movie, I would say, is, like, it's, like, in the vein of Volume 1, but just not quite as good. But where it really turned around was, like, with this huge emotional home run at the end end of the movie. I was totally not expecting it. And to me, it kind of elevated it to definitely, like, in the same ballpark as as Volume 1 for Mm me. Yeah.
1: Uh, One last note before we finish off. Um, One of the post-credits shows that Adam Warlock is going to be in the future movies. Yes, yes, yes. I read that James Gunn confirmed that Adam Warlock is not going to be in Infinity War.
0: Oh, is that right? He's going
1: to make his first appearance in Guardians 3. So I'm a little disappointed, but we'll see how that plays out.
0: Oh, that's interesting you say that because that almost kills one of the Infinity Stone theories. Like, one of the theories I had heard is that the the final Infinity Stone, the Soul Stone, uh-huh. I had heard that that was Adam Warlock, or at least he possesses it. Oh, really? Now, the fact that you say that he's not going to be Infinity War and he won't show up until Guardians 3, that tells me... That, that kind of kills that theory oh. to me, right? In uh-huh. a way, um, I mean, anything's possible. Maybe James Gunn is being, like, secretive, secretive about it. Who knows? But um, that, to me, almost confirms what I think the the final infin- Infinity Stone is. I think that it's in Wakanda. Me too. Right? Yeah. yeah that's what it seems like. Uh-huh. Um the 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 biggest uh argument against it, I think, was the Adam Warlock thing. Because Adam Warlock is I mean he's orange. <laughs> right <laughs> and the the, the soulstone is orange. And um yeah, I saw some stuff online that seemed like, okay, that could be a thing, right? Yeah. Um, but now, now that you mentioned that, like, maybe not. Mm-hmm. I do think even more now that uh the Soul Stone is in Wakanda. Uh, like, is,
1: yeah. Like, one note off that, like, I want like, I so believe the Soul Stone is in Wakanda. Um, but you know, the director Ryan Kusher of, um, Black Panther? Yeah. Like, Marvel gave him the opportunity to put the Soul Stone in the Black Panther film, but he felt like it was, it, he felt like it was too much. Um, in relation to the rest of the MCU, like he wanted black Panther to kind of stand alone and, stuff, oh, right. and included. Yeah. So that kind of like deep, this proves my theory that it's in Wakanda, but you never know like what you said.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if Marvel is saying he could have had the soul stone appear, well, yeah, it could be in Wakanda. Obviously it, maybe it couldn't, maybe it would have been a shot of it in outer space or uh, whatever. Right. Um, but, uh, if, you know, to me, I totally think it's in Wakanda now. Uh, I mean, I, I, I on a previous episode I mentioned a theory about it being in the meteorite that landed on Earth uh, like a uh-huh. long time ago mm-hmm. with the vibranium, uh-huh. and um, yeah, I, I think I think that's what's going down here. Was- I mean, come on, like there's this big epic battle that's going to happen in Wakanda in Infinity War. Like, why would there be this huge battle there? Why would, like, well, Thanos send his forces if, if there's no Infinity Stone there? Well, I do I do know why.
1: I mean, I told you about that interview. The Russo brothers did Entertainment Weekly. They answered that question. Oh, yeah? I don't know if you want to know. Oh, but... I don't want to know. I don't want to know.
0: <laughs> but they did address why there's a battle going they, on they, there.
1: They addressed, yeah, why there's a battle. Okay, I don't want to hear about it. Yeah. But
0: I am sticking to my theory that, <laughs> that the, uh, the Soul Stone is... In Wakanda will we'll find out in a week we'll find out soon <laughs> we'll find out soon we'll probably find out soon right uh-huh. because um yeah Clara and I talked about this on a separate episode like we might not see like all the stones gathered in this movie I right? do believe that I
1: do believe that yeah I think this event is just too big for one movie to handle
0: right right we we might see the continuation in, yeah. in the next movie okay so we finished our reviews. Let's get on to ratings. Okay. So let's rate these movies we saw. Um, so, yeah, why don't we start? Uh, Age of Ultron. Yes, Age of Ultron. What's your rating for this I, one?
1: Okay, I had a score of a 10. I give
0: it a 9. You give it a 9? Yeah. Really? I, I thought, <laughs> uh, oh, wait, you did say you like this one a lot. Uh-huh. Okay, wow. Well, uh, I mean, you know my opinion. I'm yeah. I'm not a big fan of this movie, and I did say that this is uh, the first movie that I did change my rating. So mm-hmm. originally, I gave it a six. It is now a five. Oh, so I've lowered it to <laughs> a five. And like uh, yeah, I mentioned before, it's very convoluted, and it just was was a big letdown to That's me. That's very low. It's pretty low. Um, That's an F. <laughs> For you, I uh, again, I, I I think our rating system is a little skewed. Okay, it's better right. to compare your ratings with your own ratings rather than mine, um, because I do skew lower. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, let's leave it at that. Nine okay. for you, five for me. Ant Man. Okay, here we go. What what are you giving Ant Man? I give it. I'm
1: so biased to
0: this. I give it a nine. Also. Okay.
1: Wow. Okay. Yeah. Like I loved it. Like I said, I could
0: re- put it on repeat. And yeah. That's, okay. That's my opinion. <laughs> nine. I thought. With your reviews, you would have Ant-Man higher than Avengers 2, though. Wouldn't you agree? If we were to rank it, it would definitely be
1: higher than Avengers 2.
0: But they both get a 9. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Uh I'm giving it a (laughs) 4. I'm pretty low on this one. Again, I skew lower. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that's where I'm at with Ant-Man. Okay, on to Civil War. What's your rating? Civil War, a perfect 10. Ten. Ten uh, out of ten. I okay. was I had
1: high expectations watch going in watching it and it filled all that. I was I was just blown away.
0: Okay, gotcha. I'm giving it a seven, which is definitely a recommendation, but like I had mentioned, it, I didn't get the closure yeah. I wanted. Yeah. Now so you didn't feel that? You didn't feel like you didn't get like the completion of the Captain America trilogy? You didn't feel that at all?
1: Um no i didn't feel that at all yeah no it because there it did live on that cliffhanger of like Cap leaving yeah um but
0: overall i love the movie i would watch it again and again <laughs> got it now that's an interesting perspective because um you know i've watched a lot of movies in my day and a lot of movies are are um built into trilogies right you look at star wars there are like Trilogies, trilogies, right? Trilogies, Lord of the Rings. Yeah, Matrix. Um, I mean, there's so many. Like, so I think I have maybe that bias. I'm like, like, oh, this is Captain America three out mm-hmm. of three. So this is like one complete trilogy, um, and maybe that's why I'm kind of disappointed. But maybe that's not the best way to look at it. Maybe I should look at the way look at it the way you're looking at it, where it's, well, it's not, you know, the. The end of the captain america trilogy is just an mcu movie that's part of this huge timeline that's how i see it yeah i mean maybe that's a better way to look at it um i think if i had that perspective maybe i wouldn't have as many problems with it um but i can't help but think of it as like (laughs) captain america 3 it's like the return of the jedi of this trilogy right Mm -hmm. um and just for that reason yeah it was just a bit of a letdown Mm -hmm. okay Doctor Strange, what do you give it? I give it a six. A six? Yeah. How about you? I give it an
1: eight. Okay, Uh got it. Yeah. Let down, but the visuals totally made up for it.
0: I think maybe if you're interpreting our ratings, this might be a good um, sort of litmus test because based on what we've talked about I think we are completely in line on this movie uh-huh. like it, the exact same take and yet you're giving it an 8 I'm giving it a 6 so maybe it's just a a, a 2 so like maybe for every review we should minus 1 and <laughs> plus 1 for me to like uh-huh. to get the true rating maybe uh-huh. uh, at least in terms of making our ratings apples to apples <laughs> right um, but okay got it and for me again I would say a six is still a recommendation it's like a three out of five stars it's like just enough for me to say like thumbs up or like i give it a a fresh tomato whatever you want to call it so <laughs> no, that's where i'm at for there. me
1: it's like a seven
0: or up i would give it like a recommendation okay gotcha okay guardians of the galaxy volume two what do you give this one that one i give a uh, eight also. okay Mm -hmm. I give it an 8 as well. Which is interesting (laughs) because, like we said, it sounded like I liked it a little more. So maybe this sort of like Perferio minus 1, Henry plus 1 thing (laughs) is like a good way to go (laughs) to sort of even the playing field. Uh Um, But there we have it. Countdown to Infinity War, part 4. And this is our last countdown episode before we actually see Infinity War. Uh right? Um, Our next episode Countdown episode will be our last where we will recap the remaining MCU movies and Infinity War itself, right? How it all ends. Yeah, dude, I'm stoked. So um, up next will be Spider-Man Homecoming, Thor Ragnarok, Black Panther, and Infinity War. Yep. Cool. I also think it would be fun to just kind of rank all the movies to date. Rainier and I did this uh, after Ragnarok, um, but I think it'd be fun uh, to do it after Infinity War oh, yeah, yeah. also, Maybe right? We should do it. Like,
1: like I said, like I'd give Ant-Man and Age of Ultron a 9, but I'd rather choose ant I'd put Ant-Man higher. Than-
0: there than you Ultron. go. Like, yeah, these are the sorts of things that we have to decide. I have all my ratings, like, lined up, too, and um, any th- anytime there's a tie, I have to think, okay, which one am I yeah. going to put first? Yeah. And... um I will say that I do need to see uh, Thor Ragnarok again. Um, everything else, uh, everything else I've seen, I have seen Spider-Man: Homecoming again, um, and that only leaves Ragnarok, Black Panther, and Infinity War. With Black Panther, it's not on out on video yet, so we have to go by our memories, right? Or you could look online, like. Oh, yeah? Like,
1: that's <laughs> I don't want to see some
0: shitty copy. No, I, I saw I saw it twice in the theaters anyway, mm-hmm. so I have seen it more than once. Did you see it more than once? No, I only saw it once. You the saw theater. it one time. I was okay. going to
1: watch it this morning because today was actually the last day Black Panther was going to be shown in theaters in San Francisco. Oh, okay. And I was going to do it today cause, uh, so I could get that refreshment, but I was like, you know, I'm kind of broke right now, so I'll just watch it online.
0: <laughs> okay. Oh, so is that your plan? Yeah. Okay. Okay. No... Uh, if the FBI is listening uh, give us a break here <laughs> we're doing this for, re- for research purposes right. only right uh, oh so good um, but yeah it's going to be awesome man uh, Infinity War can't wait can't wait uh-uh. so yeah I mean since we're at, we are seeing this next week maybe just, just a moment about like our anticipation like what, what, are, you, what are you feeling right now
1: I am nothing but excited. I don't know if I told you this. Like, I don't know if it was like, because after I watched the very first Iron Man and after seeing that clip, this post credit scene with Samuel Jackson like talking about the Avengers, I don't know if it was like a no- nostalgic kind of thing. But after that, I watched like the trailer to Infinity War, and then that kind of came to a tradition. Like after I watched every Marvel movie, I would watch the trailer to Infinity War to just get more hyped and more hype. Yeah. So like half those views on YouTube were probably for me. Like, uh, I'm just so excited for Infinity War. And Marvel's Facebook page has just posted, like, pictures about, like, behind the scenes and all that kind of stuff. Um, Comic-Con, I bought an Infinity comic that I introduces the Black Order. So that's like, gave me just more excited, like, oh, nice. getting to know the characters. So I'm doing everything I can to make myself, like, <laughs> mentally,
0: spiritually prepared for this movie. Awesome. Awesome. Um, yeah, I can't wait to... I'm taking a slightly different approach where, at this point, I'm trying to sort of stay away from stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, like, any sort of promotion materials. Like, basically, after that last trailer, like the second Infinity War trailer, uh-huh. like, there's no way I was, like, not going to watch that. But basically, after that, I've kind of shut down a bit. I've tried to, like, stay away from, oh, like no, yeah. press and that sort of thing. Yeah, I'm definitely, I mean...
1: Like those interviews, I didn't mean to. It just showed up. Right. Oh, they're everywhere, man. (laughs) Yeah. But like TV spots that introduce new footage and stuff, I stay away from that. Oh, yeah. Like, two. Only two footages I know are from like the two trailers. Oh, good. I don't know any footage from like the TV spots and all that.
0: Yeah. And I think it is cool to check out the comics. You know, like, that's totally not spoilery because the movies do like a lot of crazy stuff with the source material. Oftentimes they change it like like uh drastically. Um but it can be a cool point of reference. So I did read the Infinity Gauntlet series not that long ago, yeah. which is really good and um you know, I got to know the character of Thanos a bit and um some of the stuff that like might be in store. Uh it'll just be cool to sort of compare like what was in that series to the movie, yeah. right? Um, so if you feel like, like you want to get stoked about Infinity War but you don't want to like spoil yourself to stuff or you don't want to like, uh, like completely over in- inundate yourself with stuff, then I think the comics is a good way to go, right? It's in something comics. I feel it's totally safe in, st- in terms of spoilers. And then you can sort of get excited without being like caught up in this crazy like media yeah. hype machine, right? Mm-hmm. Cool. Alright, with that, we can wrap up the episode. This is Farewell from Porfirio and Henry.